Hello and welcome. My name is Graham Poppett. Welcome to the eighth episode of the Addiction Free Naturally podcast. In today's session, we're going to talk about how your thoughts create your reality and how they're going to either serve you or disempower you on your recovery from whatever addiction you are currently in. So let's get started. Specifically, we're going to talk about the fact you're a bioelectrical magnet. We're going to talk about attracting or repelling whatever you want in your life, obviously including escaping from your addiction and where your attention is and where it needs to be. So let's get started. Let's get out of that jail of addiction. Where is your attention? Let's start with a question. Where is your attention? Because your thoughts are creating your reality. Your thoughts will attract things into your life or they will literally repel things away in your life. So you need to be very careful where your thoughts are. Now, humans are literally electromagnetic. Now, the human body produces complex electrical activity in several types of cells, actually. There's the neurons, the endocrine system and the muscle cells. You know, that's why they actually use those um, AED automatic external defibrillators to get your heart started when you start because it's producing an electric current which restarts your heart, restarts your body. So our minds are literally like magnets. You know, we're bioelectromagnets. You know, you are an electromagnetic being. Your brain is like this big magnet pulling to you whatever you are thinking about. So what you're thinking and what you're feeling and your feelings come from your thoughts, you're either going to pull that to you to attract it literally, or you could be pushing it away or repelling it. And, you know, we're going to attract more of our dominant thoughts. So more of what we are thinking about is going to come into our lives. And we're creating a, a frequency, a vibration around our thoughts and around our feelings. Now, our thoughts are like radio signals. Now, back in the UK, and I'm going back a long time for me, but the two radio stations I used to listen to were radio, um, sorry, were capital radio, I should say, and Heart FM. Now, I couldn't listen to Heart FM if I was signed in on the frequency of capital or if I was signed into the frequency of, say, um, a talk show. You know, you're you're going to attract the same as a radio. You're going to attract the signals according to what you're putting out. So if you're constantly tuned into negative thoughts, you know, concern about your boss, your job, you're not liking your boss, you're not liking your spouse, your kids are ang annoying you, you're getting angry with your kids. You know, what do you think you're more likely to attract? If you've got lots of negativity, you're going to attract more negative things into your life, aren't you? It's common sense, isn't it? Whereas if you're constantly tuned into positive thoughts, do you think you're more likely to attract? And by that, I don't mean, you know, just standing there saying, I'm going to be a millionaire, I'm going to be a millionaire. We're talking about what you're thinking about and what you're feeling at your core. If you're always positive, you're likely to have a better style of life than if you're always negative. So if, you, if you're always in that downward cycle of anger, despair, that's what you're going to attract more of into your life. How you think create, creates how you feel. 
and how you think and feel together, then that is what you're going to attract into your life over and over again. It's like um, a self-fulfilling perpetuating circle, really, isn't it? You know, you have a negative thought and then you have more negative thoughts. You know, one small thought and then there's lots of thoughts. It's like a, a thought party, a pity party. And then that creates a negative feeling and then you have more negative feelings and that creates a negative outcome. And then you get more negative outcomes and it's a vicious circle. You're trapped in this circle of going round and round, all starting by that negative thought. So you've got to switch that and start having more empowering thoughts because your life will follow your thoughts literally no matter what is going on in the world around you. So your thoughts are creating everything for you. My One of my mentors, I'm Marissa Peer, who I train with, I'm, in, I'm a rapid transformational therapist. I train back in London. So I'm a hypnotherapist. That's one of my core skills. And what she said was the words that we say to ourselves and the pictures that we create in our head create our reality. And therefore, the analogy I use is, you know, your mind is like a garden. All these beautiful flowers are only going to grow if you nurture them. Your thoughts are like water in your mind. You're nurturing yourself. So you need to, if you want that garden to grow, if we want a positive external word to grow, we need to nurture our mind. So we need to put in there positive thoughts over and over again. We've all got that internal critic, haven't we? You know, that person said, oh, you're not good enough or whatever it might be. So, but if someone spoke to you like that, they wouldn't be a friend very long. You wouldn't hang around someone that was telling you you're pathetic or telling you you're a failure, would you? You wouldn't hang around someone who's always berating you. So why do you berate yourself? And I know, you know, as addicts, we do a lot. And the whole purpose of this is to really to wake you up and say, well, we've got to change because you wouldn't hang around someone else who was berating you in the way that you are berating yourself. So instead of berating yourself, you need to start to look after yourself, to care for yourself. It's time to really be kind to yourself, be compassionate, be grateful for everything about you and forgive yourself. And one of the things I used was, um, I can never pronounce it, so I'm not going to try, but there's a Hawaiian forgiveness mantra, and you can just look it up online. And I used to use that. It's all about self-love. We've got to give ourselves as much self-love as possible. And I know the men in particular are probably thinking, oh, you know, that's so sissy and blah, blah, blah. But we all need to love ourselves more. Really, our addiction is because we don't feel enough, we don't love ourselves enough, and therefore. It's all about being kind to yourself, generating that self-love at a very deep level. I mean, one of the things that I've done, there is a great book out there called How to Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It. Um, the author is a Kamel Ravikant. I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly, but it's a fantastic book. And I spent literally hours over a long period of time well I've done it every day you know five six ten minutes every day looking in the mirror and literally telling myself I love myself I love myself I love myself I completely and deeply love and accept myself exactly as I am and looking into my eyes the whole thing is it's about contact it's about connecting with yourself 
And the other thing that Marissa Peer suggests is writing on your bathroom mirror, I am enough. So every time you go into the bathroom, you see on your mirror, I am enough. So you need as many reminders that you are enough, that you are a lovable person. And all of these things are designed to generate that self-love in yourself. So I spend a lot of time doing that as part of my recovery. You have to start cultivating that positive, empowering thoughts within yourself. And those exercises I've just said can help you do that. You know, you're going to have a growth mindset. You're not going to get out of your addiction by the mindset you've currently got. You need to create a companion vision, which is obviously what I spoke about in episode seven. You know, talking about your why. Why do you want to get out of addiction? You've got to do it for yourself and creating that companion vision. So this is, again, where your thoughts, your positive thoughts come into play every day. Because our thoughts are important because literally our reality is created by our thoughts. You know, our thoughts create our beliefs and then our beliefs determine the daily actions that we're taking. You know, the daily actions that are going to enable you to escape your addiction. And and your actions are going to create certain results, aren't they? And if you are relapsing, then that's going to give you feedback. Whatever your results are, it's giving you feedback. You need to listen to that feedback. So if you were relapsing and you're doing it regularly, then that's telling you there's something wrong. That's telling you, go back to your thoughts, look at your beliefs, start doing different actions, because only that way will you get different results. But it all starts at the top of the pyramid by your thoughts, moving into your beliefs, into your actions, into your results, and then listening to your feedback and iterating that process and really changing yourself from the core, from the inside out. Albert Einstein said, look, we can't solve the problems of today by using the same level of thinking that we used when we created them. And particularly as an addict, that means, you know, whatever led you to addiction, you can't use the same level of thinking that got you into addiction to get out. So whatever started you, you know, taking your drugs or gambling or porn or whatever your addiction is, That same level of thinking is not going to get you out of the problem. You have to go to a higher level. Um, And people try to think differently, but that's not not enough. If they could just think differently, you literally need to go to a higher level, as Albert Einstein said. Because when you go to a higher level of thinking, you start to see um, a different view. You've got that bird's eye view, so you can look down and you can start to see what you need to change so you've got to go to a higher level to enable you to really start making changes in your life and i ask the question again then where is your attention yeah this is repetition you've got to keep asking yourself well where is your attention because your thoughts in every moment are creating your reality they're creating how you feel and they're creating your reality because where you are where your attention is is where you're going to be. You know, when you worry, that is where your attention is. And then when you're happy, that's where your attention is. And all of this is an inside job. So you need to decide where your attention is. And if you're anxious, you're you're literally thinking anxious thoughts. And then those anxious thought, thoughts will create feelings of anxiety. Whereas if you're happy, you're thinking happy thoughts, and then you start to have the feelings of happiness. So where is your attention? Because where your attention is, your feelings will follow and your life will follow as well. 
So where is your attention every moment of every day? It's a great question to just, when you're facing a problem, just say, well, where is my attention? You know, are you focused on the problem or are you focused on the solution? Because when you're focused on the problem, which let's be honest, that's where most of us have been most of our lives. When I was focusing on my problem, it created more problems. You've got another big problem and then lots of small problems. You've got this great big pity party going on of all the different problems you've got in your life. But when you start focusing on your solution, and particularly in the case of addicts overcoming addiction, if you're focusing on your sobriety, you make that your priority. Maybe you need to focus on rebuilding relationships because invariably relationships get damaged in, in addiction or focusing on your health, but always put the focus on a solution, your health. Maybe you need to think about therapy or coaching or hypnotherapy as a way to overcome it or connection to yourself. But whatever you're doing, it's about moving and thinking and putting energy into the solution rather than the problem. Because when you do that, it's like magic, really. Your problems start to dissolve because your energy, your focus, it's all moving towards your overcoming your addiction. And what you focus on, where your dominant thoughts is, is how your life will follow. So focus on your vision, focus on that companion vision that you created back in episode seven. So your thoughts are literally nurturing your life. They're, they're giving growth to all those green shoots that you planted in your vision. So the more you focus on the positive, the more you focus on your recovery, the more you focus on that extraordinary life that you've created in your, your new life vision, in all the different categories, your health, your relationships, your career, your business, whatever it might be for you. The more you focus on that, the more you nurture with positive thoughts day in, day out, the closer that becomes to becoming your daily reality. And remember also, you know, I mentioned before the B2 have model. And again, this is where your thoughts flow into this because you start asking yourself, who must I be? What must I do so that I can have that freedom from addiction? So I, I'm no longer a drinker. I'm no longer a drug taker. I'm no longer a gambler, whatever your addiction is. So you're always focusing on where you are. And the B2 have model is like a methodology that would get you there. It really is the formula for an extraordinary life, along with other aspects as well. Another great learning for me was realising that I'm not my thoughts. So you are not your thoughts. You're actually the thinker of your thoughts. And when you actually realise that, that gives you great power because you can move your attention you need to watch your thoughts coming in and out. And in fact, as Buddha said, observe your thoughts. And again, that's why meditation, which I've mentioned before, is so powerful. You need ways to parton your mind. And as you parton your mind, you become much more in tune with your intuition and you're able to make better decisions, better life decisions, better decisions to enable you to escape addiction and stay out of addiction. Because it's easy to stop being an addict. The hard thing is staying sober. The, that takes the commitment, the responsibility. So observing your thoughts, meditation is a great key in that. But when you start to 
really understand that you're not your thoughts. You're the thinker of your thoughts. It's easier to move your attention. So when a craving comes up, you can move your attention away. And as you master your attention, your life will change. I absolutely guarantee it. Absolutely guarantee it. Because you start to focus on your roadmap out of addiction. You start to focus on things that really are valuable to you, whether that is your health, relationships, or whatever, because you've created that companion vision for the other side of addiction, that extraordinary life. So the more you focus on that, the more you will move towards it, because what you want wants you. And as you move towards it, your vision moves towards you. I mean, you need to do whatever you need to do to change your thoughts. And, you know, here's a couple of crazy things that I did. I mean, it's like, as you start to become more positive, you, you, you haven't got all the answers to start with, but I love quotes. So I set up a website. It doesn't exist anymore, but I set up a website and a Facebook page called Quotes Talk. The website's gone, but the Facebook page is actually still there. But it just meant I was creating positivity in my life because I was thinking about various quotes and you know there's power in words words are incredibly powerful and another thing I've done is I set up another Facebook page around the serenity prayer and that's still there uh, not that I give any of these energy anymore but it's like that was just part of my journey it's like the more energy you're putting into positive things the more you will move towards your goal and they were just two tiny aspects that really helped me to put energy because you know when you come out of addiction you've got like a hole a vacuum you need to fill it so I filled it with positivity I filled it on growing and learning and becoming in my case a hypnotherapist and transformational coach but whether it's football or whether it's you know cooking or whether it's spending time with your family as long as you're putting more time more energy more thoughts into what's positive what's moving you forward that is the priority so really the key here for this, in terms of your thoughts, it's about remembering what Marissa Peer said about your thoughts are creating a reality. Start to be kind to yourself, start to nurture yourself, start to tell yourself, be your best cheerleader is the way I could sum it up. So be kind to yourself, be compassionate, be grateful, forgive yourself, give yourself loads of self-love. Start that positive self-talk. Tell yourself what a wonderful human being you are. Tell yourself that you matter. Tell yourself that you're more than enough. Tell yourself you're a beautiful example of a human being. Tell yourself that you're already sober. You're an ex-addict. You're a non-drinker, a non-gambler, whatever it might be for you. But fill your mind with positivity. Give energy to all those positive thoughts because... You deserve it. You need to love yourself and you will overcome your addiction. So it's all about nurturing your life through your thoughts. It's like watering that garden, watering those green shoots as they start coming up. So you literally do have a garden that's blooming with beautiful flowers. And those flowers are your life, every different aspect of your life, your relationships, your social life, your children, your spouse, whatever it might be. But you're nurturing it all. And it all starts with your thoughts. Because here's the thing. It doesn't matter what is true. It only matters what you believe is true. Because with work, that will become true. Your thoughts create your beliefs. And in turn, that creates your reality. So you just need to keep giving more energy to the direction that you're going. 
and your life will turn around and you'll have a great, great life ahead. If I can overcome addiction, you can. It doesn't matter what your addiction, we all can overcome it, as I have and many, many others have. I've helped many, many people to. So instead of being controlled but like that puppet, you will start to become an empowered, your empowered, authentic self. And you can do it. You can absolutely overcome it. And it starts with the power of your thoughts. In every moment, as Buddha said, observe your thoughts and only give focus, only give energy to the thoughts that are taking you towards that new extraordinary life that you've created for yourself in your vision. Now, if I can help in any way, you can reach out. There's lots of links to my Facebook page, my LinkedIn page, but you can also email me as well. So if you need me to help you personally, then reach out at graham at grahamhoffit.com. But I'm always going to be here. There's always another episode to listen to. I'm here to help supporting you on your journey from addiction to freedom. So you start living that life of freedom, doing what you really want in your life, knowing that it's absolutely impossible to escape addiction, become addiction-free naturally. And it all starts with your thoughts. Have a wonderful, wonderful day wherever you are in the world. As I speak to you right now from Metro Manila, we are back in deep, deep lockdown. But I'm not going to let that deter me. I've become a master of my thoughts. I focus on the important things. So irrespective of negative things going on, we can all maintain our mental health by focusing on the positives what we have in our life. Be grateful for the positive things. And I have so many things to be grateful for. I am grateful for each of you that I'm here to serve you and help you. So thank you for giving me that opportunity. Have a great day. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in the world. Signing off, Graham Hoppit. And I look forward to seeing you on another podcast episode really soon.